Let's f***ing roll. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Salty MF Good Podcast. Today, we're really excited to talk about tequila, and we're speaking with Damn Right Cocktails founder, Gabby Fitzpatrick. So, Gabby, we're really excited to have you on the show. We love tequila. All Salty MFers love tequila. You know, we like to drink it, snort it, bathe in it. <laughs> so, uh, so, girl, you got the right audience today, sister. So, uh, welcome to the uh, Salty MF Go podcast, Gabby. Thank you so much, Brad. That's what I like to hear. I surround myself with a lot of tequila drinkers, so you're in good company. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, you and I have had a little bit of time together to talk before the before this interview, but I mean, I'm really I'm really interested in like having the audience learn a little bit more about like your background. Like I know you went to Boston College, if that's correct. Uh, right. You know, you bartended, bartending kind of gave the idea around this tequila seltzer area that was kind of an underserved area, uh, specifically around the target of women. So tell everybody a little bit about it and, you know, how you kind of founded it and and where we're, where you're going. Well, I'm originally from LA. I grew up in La Cunata, which is right next to Pasadena, the Rose Bowl. And then I, um, yeah, a lot of people are familiar with the Rose Bowl. And then I went to Boston College. So I went all the way on the East Coast and I wanted to get the heck out of Southern California for some reason. And I, in my time at Boston College, I was the token bartender of the group. And I actually got my bartending license and I kind of fell in love with making cocktails and more so making cocktails that were clean and only a few ingredients and not adding a lot of sugar. And then I I soon realized how great tequila was as a mixer. And so then I fell in love with tequila. And then fast forward my graduation, I did not become a bartender because my mother would have killed me <laughs> after oh, that, that four-year university degree, even though I, I loved that. And so I went into the corporate world. I worked in New York City as in a conference coordinator for big pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, Abbott, AbbVie. I loved that job. It was a lot of traveling and meeting with clients very in person and then the pandemic hit. So I was out of a job that industry got completely derailed. And it was my time to kind of sit back and, and really think about what I wanted to do next, all while kind of contemplating life in, in during the pandemic as we all were and drinking a lot of tequila. And so during that time, I became obsessed with my hobby of making cocktails. And I thought this would be really cool if I could just simply make my signature margarita, can it, and then sell it. And that was the the seed of, of it all. And I also did, obviously, as entrepreneurs, we we once we think of something, we can't get our mind off of it. And so it was very much that mindset of, I want to do this and I'm not going to stop until I make it happen. I obviously did a lot of research into the market and realized how big of an opportunity the tequila market is and how great of an opportunity a canned margarita was. 
at the time and now is. And so fast forward, I kind of did everything I could to to make it happen. And that's all all of the the good stuff that led up to the formation of the company. But yeah, that was basically the inspiration was to create something that was not only tequila based, but also something that tasted really good and was as health forward as possible as a cocktail could be and something that stood out from the crowd, hence the name Damn Ray Cocktails. Yeah, I, I love the name and and I uh, we have something in common. So I when I first got married, I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I was bartending and my mom didn't make me stop bartending. My wife did. <laughs> So, so we have that in common. And then I spent a lot of time in Boston. And the good thing about being in Boston is Bostonians like to drink. So, um, right. that's a, that's that's a definitely a, a a great thing to do and meet people. Well, I really, I it's interesting because I mean, I love tequila. We even have a tequila run with our family every Fourth of July. Uh, what What does that mean? <laughs> so, so uh, the tequila run is. One night we pick, we don't, we don't really formally do it. We're all just sitting around. We, we have a huge family. So we'll typically have about 25 people at the beach when we go. And we just kind of, one day someone will get up and go, okay, it's tequila run. And so we'll typically hit one of the local bars and we only drink tequila. And then at midnight, we go for an ocean swim. So it becomes uh, really interesting. So um, it's- <laughs> I it, love it, it, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we always have shirts made up. I'll have to send you our tequila run shirt this year. But um, so this year we're definitely, gonna bring some damn right cocktails and and drink your uh, margaritas and your your lime so tell me a little bit about you know son of basil i mean tell me a little bit about the naming convention that's that's really interesting i saw that i love your branding it's really clean so tell me a little about the naming and and you know how you kind of came about with the names so The brand is really inspired by the millennial woman. So someone that is kind of honest and really provocative in a way, true to themselves and knows what she wants. And the millennial person is is really kind of, like I said, very honest. And so we wanted something that portrayed that. So the damn right is just as it is. You you don't really have to say much more than that. And then the individual names of the, the flavors. So we've got two flavors. The strawberry basil is our son of a basil. And then the lime margarita is the devil of a lime. So it's a little cheeky and kind of ironic. And, and it really makes people laugh. And that's also a part of the brand is that we're not trying to take ourselves too seriously. We are selling tequila. And so we want our brand to kind of read like that. And the other thing I can say about the naming is that we wanted to be something that was not like your typical tequila brand. You know, you see a lot of the brands that are out there, either the Western influenced ranch kind of look or the beach babe that goes surfing. And we didn't want to be any of those. We wanted to be the urban, really kind of gritty, honest. And, and that's what, that's what we, we gave. That's awesome. I mean, the, the brain absolutely on spot. 
And I know that it's funny because, uh, you know, all these kind of vodka and seltzers or vodkas and tonics, kind of like the high noons and white claws and all that came out. And And I would say, you know, from a marketing perspective, it was interesting, like with Salty, when we started, you know, we, we thought probably we would probably attract more of the, the male population. And what really happened is most, the majority, uh, majority, but a good percentage of the sales, like 58% uh, percent, are women. And it really interesting. Kind of, it kind of threw us off because it wasn't like we were going for either gender. That wasn't really the intention, but right. we just felt, felt based on the brand and the kind of feel that that it would be more dudish and it was it was really exciting for me to see that the women were really you know interested in our message and I would say probably like the same with you I know that you've kind of you know your first initial target was kind of the millennial woman it, it's interesting to see though like I have boys and a lot of my brother-in-laws these people are drinking white claws and things like that that I would have like thought you know why why would you drink that but the reality of it is I'm interested to see as your brand matures what what the split is, because I got a good feeling that it'll probably be more <laughs> more dudes than you think drinking your tequila. So I'm just curious if you if you put any thought to that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I get the same when I look at my sales. I'm so curious because, well, one thing, it, it's kind of hard to identify because we don't sell direct to consumer for alcohol. So we really have to be in the market and asking customers exactly you know, what they like about it and watching who buys it. But what I've noticed is that it's a lot of my demo is males in their 40s or 50s, specifically in the North East area. So like the Massachusetts or the Rhode Islands or Connecticut, uh, which is really interesting. But but I am and I'm really excited about that because like it obviously like leads to new opportunities for us to pivot the brand and add new flavors and really add to to the brand in in a way that you know would be unexpected. But and and with your brand, I feel like women a lot of people don't know, but like women carry the purse strings in the American economy in a lot of ways. And so maybe women are buying your t-shirts for their sons or their husbands or obviously for themselves maybe, but that is interesting. And so what 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 have you guys done to to pivot? I just for my own knowledge to to target that demo. I, I, at first I thought that too. And that was everybody's logical kind of decision. Right, oh, yeah. um, you know, somebody's wife, oh, my husband will like this, you know, salty bastard tea or something. <laughs> it, 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 but the reality of it, when we dug in, so we started regional and local. So a lot of our community, we knew them, like, and right. we would, a- we would ask them, like, we could just reach out. We knew them because we started as a local brand. And so what was interesting was, that was not the case. They were buying it. They like we have some hundred percent salty bitch teas, whatever. And what we found was, is every like most of the women that were like giving us feedback, they saw themselves as salty, right? They right. they saw themselves as gritty, and which is true. Anybody can be independent and salty and gritty. Gender is irrelevant in that. So right. from our perspective, we weren't targeting either or. We were just kind of you know, making, you know, stuff that we thought, you know, hey, we would wear it or we we like it. So it, it's interesting, but I did run in, like, we've got an older group of people too, even older women. I, I was in a Costco and a lady walked by and I had a, a salty goat shirt on and she said, well, it's good to see another salty MFR. 
And I was like, <laughs> you're like, oh boy, do you know? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, excuse me. And she goes, oh yeah, I buy that stuff all the time. And she's probably, I don't, you know, she was an older lady. I don't know how old she was, but I just laughed because it was the moment I, I knew, and I probably said this on other podcasts with people because they always ask about it, but it was the moment I knew that demographics for us yeah, uh, just got white. And, right. and it was a great feeling because then I was like, you know, we're, we're hitting a nerve somewhere and it doesn't matter if you're male, female, uh, you know, a, a high school kid, a college kid, uh, an 80 year old veteran. So it was our moment that we thought, wow, this is really yeah. scale- it's scalable, right? right. It's, it's not just a, a niche market. And that's such a good feeling. That's so that's what every consumer goods company wants to hear. That's awesome. Well, I feel like I I feel you're going to be very similar. And like I, you know, I, I don't so. Yeah, I don't give anybody marketing advice, but it, when you start to try to, you know, kind of go to one's place when you're early on and I know you're you're all the investors and everyone tells you that, but your your product will end up, you know, if you're doing things right, eventually finding that niche that you you were hoping. But I right. one, thing, one thing I I really like what you're doing as far as your social side. I know mm-hmm. that you are donating, you know, I think it's 5% of your proceeds and revenue back to underfunded school districts. So I thought yes. that was, I thought that was a really cool thing to do and appropriate thing to do. So you want to tell me a little bit, like, why did you pick, you know, why did you pick underfunded schools as your kind of, I don't know if charity is the right word or not, but why did you feel that was your cause? Yeah. So firstly, a lot of consumer goods brands, I think it's great. Giving back is is one of the most important things, especially with all these, you know, new companies coming out. I think it's great. And I wanted to do something along those lines, but I wanted it to be a bit different than just recycling or, you know, giving back to something that was super niche. This is really applicable to everyone in America. I I personally believe as the, the founder of my company, I believe that education is a way to equality. And that can mean a lot of different things. Obviously, it's super vague, but I've always I've been raised to believe that if I have education, then I couldn't get to a place of a learning and understanding of everyone else around me. And so giving back to underfunded school districts allows those schools to obviously buy supplies that they need to support their students. But one of the major platforms that we use is a way to actually donate directly to the classrooms. And so I can choose, you know, I could say, oh, this month or this quarter, I'm going to spend $500 and I'm going to put it into zip code X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to buy pens or papers or notebooks to that school. And what has been really cool is because like my brand, I, a lot of people don't understand like how I sell it. And I sell it liquor store to liquor store in these towns. So actually giving back to the schools and the school districts has been a really great way for me to connect to the buyers in the liquor stores because, yep. you know, a, a, a liquor store will be like, my wife works at this school district. Like, it would be great if we can promote, you know, your brand. And obviously you give back to that school district because it's underfunded. Um, that, and awesome. yeah. And so the biggest, the biggest thing about education that not a lot of people know is that 
in the zip codes where there's is a wealthier zip code, the school, the public schools are funded more, obviously. And then, you know, in the underfunded school districts, it's it's the cycle of of poverty. And so obviously funding it. And and I'm not creating like that a huge difference, but at least I'm talking about it and and communicating with some districts and in helping in in one way that I can. So I think that giving back is just gonna be a part of whatever I do because it adds a level of connection to the consumer that I wouldn't get just sitting at my desk, right? Well, and, and I think localization is really starting to come back. And I don't know if that's the correct term, but I, no, I know totally. yeah. Yeah, from our perspective, when we started in the local community, you know, people like, uh, you know, I would hear Bill say, that's a local brand, support the local brand. And, you know, same thing with what you're doing. It means a lot to, we all think about, you know, the Anheuser Bushes or, or the huge, you know, kind of alcohol companies. Right. The reality, though, there's, a, there's an undertone in the market for something different. Uh, that's why microbreweries took off, local breweries took off. And I think that approach that you're taking is awesome. So for the, for the audience listening, remember that when you're out there and you're, you know, you're buying damn right cocktails, what the tequilas that they have. You're, you're basically supporting a local community or local schools. And, and that's right. pretty awesome. And it, and it tastes great, too. So that, that's, a, that's an awesome thing. Right. And it, and it just plays into the brand because I know my consumers. There's, some cre- there's, a, there's a stat that I have on one of my things, but 91% of consumers would rather switch to a brand that's associated with a cause. And I love that for America. That makes me really happy. So my consumers want that and my, they want to give back and they want to find a way to bring equality to the U.S. Then they're going to buy my brand and help the country get to that point. Obviously, it's really localized, but at least it's a little bit of a difference that I can make. Yeah, well, you know, any small good deed is a good deed. So it doesn't matter either way, the size or scale. You'll scale as you grow. Absolutely. So one of the things I want to do on this podcast, because I know you're you're a young brand and you know, right. uh, you know, you're you're working on getting that distribution out in the market and doing a good job. Like I know that you mentioned that you you're in nine states now. So just like if if someone's they can buy online as well too right i mean they can purchase online correct correct we ship to we ship direct to 33 states okay awesome so audience out there you know you can go to damn right cocktails and try this out cuz we've got you know we've got the beach coming up we've got the 4th of july coming up and and what a good time. And so uh we're we're gonna buy cases of this stuff, Gabby. So uh yeah. like I said, we'll 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 bathe in it. We uh we <laughs> love we love tequila. And also if there's a I, I have people DMing me on Instagram all the time, like come bring it to zip code X in in state in, you know, in Alabama. And and that really plays in in getting distribution for small brands like mine, having customers come up and ask directly is honestly how I grow in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, I, I'm in a lot of bars and so um, not bartending, <laughs> honey, uh, but yeah, in, in a lot of bars. And I think that's really kind of a unique thing where even the breweries have, you know, local, local brewers have their beers or their ingredients. Exactly. I see the same thing with damn right cocktails. I mean, it's a great idea to, um, to do that. So if someone who owns a bar or owns, you know, liquor distribution, What's the best way for them to get to you? Um, email, email okay. <laughs> address. Right. Yeah. 
So we'll we'll put all that in 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 the notes of, of the of the show. Yep, I respond. I respond to everything. Good. I well, <laughs> well, I I'm I'm really excited when I saw your brand. I think we were introduced to I don't know a VC or someone that we knew. So I'm really happy that we saw your brand because I really want to do some co-branding with you around Salty MF and Damn Right Cocktails. I think we can do some really uh, really cool stuff. I do too. Well, what would you want to tell the consumer, the people drinking Damn Right Cocktails today? And, you know, what, what would be your message? So first of all, let's have you tell them where they can, they can find you, right? So where can they find you guys? And then maybe provide your email if you want to do that. that. I don't know if that's wise or not, but if you want to do that or give them an info at Damn Right Cocktails, let's, let's give you the chance to give that to the audience listening out there today. Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Damn Right Cocktails, D-A-M-N-R-I-G-H-T Cocktails. I'm on Facebook at Damn Right Cocktails. You can message me through the website or email me at hello at Damn Right Cocktails. And also you can buy us online in your first order. The shipping is free and you can also get some discounts. If you message me on Instagram, I'll, I'll give you a discount. And and yeah, online, you can just kind of see which states that we ship to. And then if you live in either Texas, California, Colorado, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, or Missouri, you can find us in stores. That's awesome. Well, Gabby, I'm I'm a huge fan of you. I, I'm a huge fan of the brand. I, th- I think the branding's excellent. I think the message is excellent. You know, I, I love entrepreneurship. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a very young man, which I'm not now. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a great thing. And I love the fact that you said early on that you're doing it no matter what happens, you're doing right. it, you're pushing it forward. And that's the kind of grit and attitude that that you know that here at Salt Team F we love it. And uh, so we're 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 validating your brand on our side, and we've drinking a lot of tequila enough to sink <laughs> at least a fleet of battleships. And so I think we're going to do an online uh, film or tasting with a few uh, roughnecks down here. So we'll, we'll give you some feedback. You'll see the video come out here <laughs> shortly. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, especially as a fellow entrepreneur. It's really freaking hard. And I didn't realize going into it, but I, I, I think it's worth it, you know, seeing customers drink my product and chatting with folks like you. You're a hard worker, and uh, those are the things that get you through. This one break definitely is going to come, and uh, we're, we're excited to be part of uh, working with you and, and promote you and, and walking side by side with you. So, so today, um, Salt Nation, Goat Nation, we've been talking to Gabby Fitzpatrick. She's the founder of Damn Right Cocktails. Get out there and try her seltzer and tequila drinks. They're awesome. Uh, you can buy it online to ship, or you can find it in the states that she mentioned. As well as in a local bar near us soon, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get these cocktails <laughs> in local bars. So, Gabby, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. We love your brand, and we're proud of you. You've done a hell of a job. So, uh, Go Nation! That's all the day. Let's go. Hey!